We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of The Ride Home, which for a lot of us feels like the Monday edition. It's just the, uh, the long holiday weekend has uh, put that time weirdness in you. Kath, good to see you, and uh, how are things? Good Memorial Day weekend? Don't you like a long weekend? I do. Of course I do. I enjoyed it. I yeah. did a lot of, uh, I got the, I hadn't had the grill out. I mean, I had it out, but I had not utilized the grill in its fullness until this okay. weekend. And uh, tell me you made some what? Uh, let's see. Chicken? So, no, I grilled salmon on Sunday. Hmm. And then yesterday I grilled shrimp and then I grilled orange roughy. Holy moly. Mm-hmm. And not was, a piece of beef on there. Nope. You know, it's how the fam has to roll. Yeah, that's right. Okay. How is that uh, grilling uh, fish on there? Quick. It's fabulous. You know, I have a smoker. Okay. I have a Traeger uh, smoker grill. And so, or I guess they just call it a smoker. They don't call mm, it yeah. a smoker grill. Um, and it's really delicious. It just requires a little bit of learning how to do it. I'm sure. Yeah. It's just a little, a little you know, it's a, it's a little bit of a different uh, mechanism and you have to kind of look out for different things. But the results but I love sure it. I really delicious. love it. It's really delicious. The cool thing about the Traeger is that depending on what kind of pellets you use, then it changes the taste of your food. Oh, oh, really? Like spicy pellets? Yeah, so you can so mild... like if you use apple wood, really? you know, that's particularly good if you're making chicken. Um, I really like hickory if you're using if you're cooking beef. Mm-hmm. So like you can change it out depending oh, on that. what you're going to eat. And gone are the days from the briquettes. Briquettes apparently Sorry are in that. my back, in my rearview mirror. Yeah, it's such is life, right? Mm-hmm. All right, is a busy day worldwide. The globe continues to rotate on its axis, and as we always do to get the show underway, Kath gives us the news stories, the top news stories. Here is the top four at four. Yes, not for Monday, but instead for Tuesday, June first, twenty twenty-one. Today, President Biden will commemorate the 100th anniversary of the Tulsa Race Massacre, becoming the first president to travel to Tulsa to honor the victims of the two-day rampage by a white mob. (laughs) Pardon me. According to CBS News, upon his arrival in Tulsa, Mr. Biden will first tour the Greenwood Cultural Center. (laughs) How am I doing? I'm having a hard time with the top four, aren't I? Not too good. Not too good there. The president's going to be touring the Greenwood Cultural Center with officials before delivering remarks remembering the death and destruction that began on May 31st, 1921. The president is also expected to meet with the survivors of the massacre who are all in their early 100s. The three last known survivors testified last month, if you haven't seen that, it's really fabulous, really interesting, before a House subcommittee about the riot and are encouraging Congress to continue reparations to be paid to the Greenwood community. An estimated 300 black Tulsa residents were killed that day in the massacre 
massacre, during which a white mob destroyed more than 30 square blocks of homes and businesses in the Greenwood District, known as Black Wall Street. Number two, the Vatican has unveiled an updated version of the Catholic Church's penal code to reflect scandals over clerical sex abuse and financial corruption that have shaken the church in recent years, expanding the types of offenses as well as potential culprits and potential victims. The Wall Street Journal reports that these changes place greater emphasis than the previous code published in 1983 on the obligation to enforce penalties stating that bishops are required to take punitive action when warnings or other measures are inadequate to do justice or to reform the guilty. Interestingly enough, the new classification also means that the law will cover abuse committed by lay church employees and members of religious orders who are not priests. Now, the classification covers not only abuse of a minor, but also of a vulnerable adult. Advocates for sex abuse victims have long demanded that the church define abuse as a crime against children rather than a violation of priestly celibacy. Number three, Japan's Naomi Osaka has quit the French Open to preserve her mental well-being. The 23-year-old tennis star who called out the media pressures athletes face was subsequently fined for avoiding reporters. British TV personality Pierce Morgan called her the world sport's most petulant little madam. But according to today's Washington Post, Osaka's public avoidance of reporters and openness regarding her mental health struggles as a young black and Asian woman in the spotlight triggered widespread debate over what should be expected of athletes and if facing questions from the media, while often in their most vulnerable moments, should be upheld or dismissed as simply part of the job. Speaking yesterday, Serena Williams said she could relate to Osaka's concerns, adding that athletes, quote, have different personalities and people are different, making it challenging for those who are introverted to face the interest and scrutiny that comes with the profession. And number four, a seven, I say seven year old boy is being credited for helping to save his father and his four year old sister by swimming to shore and calling for help after they got caught in a strong current during a holiday boating trip on Florida's St. John's River. Check this out. According to ABC News, the father, Stephen Paust, anchored his boat in the river while he fished and his kids played on Friday. His son, Chase, seven years old, said the current was too strong for his sister, four-year-old Abigail, to hold onto the boat, and he also let go of the boat to stay with her. Only the girl was wearing a life jacket. I felt really scared, Chase said. Their father jumped in the water to grab his daughter. Chase, seven years old, I keep reiterating it, began swimming toward shore. He kept swimming, doggy paddling and floating on his back to keep from tiring out. It took him an hour to reach land. He then ran to the nearest house for help. Crews from the Jacksonville Fire and Rescue Department, the Sheriff's Office, and the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission found the father and daughter about a mile from their boat. And that is your top four. four. Fabulous. Always heartening to hear a story. Isn't that an incredible story? He swam for an hour. He's seven years old. Yeah, and kudos to the mom and dad who taught that kid how to yep. swim like that with the confidence, even though he was afraid to uh, get out there. I mean, that had to be terrifying, right? I mean, his, you know, his testimony of what it was like, I didn't get into, but he said, you know, he said the current was going the opposite way of going mm. to the boat. It was so hard to swim that way. I mean, God bless him. And he just God stuck with him. it. Yeah. If that had been me, I'd have stunk. I just got well, down And, like and can you imagine Boom. being the dad and the daughter who are a whole mile yeah. away from their boat? Yeah. I mean, whole, uh, that's just, that gives me bad dreams. What that that sure we do. Yeah.
Well, I, uh, as we always do, we go to the White House on the Monday afternoon, which is actually the Tuesday really edition of this uh, okay. ride home. So we're going to pick up with Greg Clugston, who joins us from the White House in just a few minutes, live from the nation's capital. That's straight ahead on the ride home with John and Kathy. It's first Christian talk here on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. W-O-R-D. Ahead this week from Chuck Swindoll and Insight for Living. The claims of Jesus are the claims of Jesus. We either believe them or we don't. What he said is either false or true. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. There's no neutrality. Study the claims of Jesus with Chuck Swindoll. Weekdays on Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. Don't let pests scare off your returning customers. Get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Get a free quote on a monthly or quarterly pest control and sanitation plan without a long-term contract that'll clean them up, block them out, push them back, and remove pests safely. Backed by Booze 100% Satisfaction Guarantee. When it comes to protecting your business and your guests, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Liberty is God's idea, and if the church doesn't proclaim it, we lose it. Can America survive without faith in God? In the groundbreaking documentary, America, America, God Shed His Grace on Thee, producer-actor Nick Searcy explores the role of faith in America, from our founding fathers to today's most notable conservative voices. We've got to reclaim three key institutions, the media, public schools, pop culture. It's uh, good versus evil, and in a greater sense, our battle is not political, it's spiritual. Our legacy of faith became America's legacy of freedom. By returning to our religious roots, we can restore the soul of our nation. Make America America your next family movie night. This country is worth fighting for. Liberty is worth fighting for. Don't miss America America. God shed his grace on thee. Available now at SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. For over 100 years, QDOT has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry, from hospitals and factories to churches and schools. You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7-365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at q-dot.com. Hi, this is Robert Jermalowski, owner of Doing It Right Roofing, Siding, Remodeling. Looking for a new roof or siding upgrade? Call us for a free estimate at 724-NEW-ROOF or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. Are you a registered nurse looking to grow your career with a Bachelor of Science in Nursing? Our 100% online RN to BSN classes begin every eight weeks and are priced at $400 per credit. Registered nurses can complete their BSN in 12 to 16 months. Learn more. Visit waynesburg.edu. Like all of us, the nation's capital paused for Memorial Day, but now things are moving forward. 
a new month and uh, the summer looms large, even though um, summer is oftentimes uh, a time of pulling away from legislature. Greg Clarkson joins us in the nation's capital, the White House, where he is Salem's Radio Network's White House reporter. And Greg, welcome. Uh, happy Tuesday, which feels like a Monday. Um, yeah. The world hasn't yeah. taken a, a pause here. Uh, talk to us, I, I think, for a, an, a, an odd story, an, an interesting story, of course, in the times that we live in, fraught with controversy and um, um, a, a lot of uh, covert cover. The idea of where the virus, the COVID-19, originated from, this story has big legs, doesn't it? Well, it does. Hi, John. Um, and happy Great. Tuesday. That's right. It does kind of feel like a Monday today. Uh, yeah, this story, you know, obviously from the very beginning of the pandemic, there have been questions about exactly what happened. Why, uh, why did this spread? How did it spread? Was it a, a laboratory accident? Was it a natural mm-hmm. cross-species sort of transmission? And what's interesting is that early on, uh, there were a number of people, including then-President Trump and some political allies of the Trump White House, who were fairly strong in in accusing China of of having this be a, a lab accident that should have been or could have been prevented. In many cases, whether it was the Washington Post or other members of of the news media, some of those claims and and statements were uh, were d- dismissed as conspiracy theory. Well, what's interesting is last week the White House, President Biden, acknowledged that the intelligence community in the U.S is divided over over the origin of the coronavirus. And so now the president has directed intel, U.S. intelligence agencies to double down for the next 90 days, go back and try and find some more definitive answers. And that has um, really churned, churned up all of this uh, this discussion again, you guys, as to exactly what the origins are. And now there are a lot of people saying there were probably dismissed stories uh, and statements at the very beginning a year ago, simply because it was Donald Trump or allies of the president who were saying right. it. And uh, now perhaps it is a feasible um, possibility here. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we talked about this on the show last week, Greg, uh, not on a segment where you joined us, but, you know, I just brought up the fact that I think that it should be some, you know, a day of reckoning for the press to just kind of figure out, okay, so why were we so eager to pan this particular idea because of the person it came from instead of really like giving the idea a chance to see what we thought about it? Um, so from your colleagues in, in press and, and, and in the stuff you read, uh, print media in particular, uh, what do you see about that, Greg? Do you see people kind of coming to grips with the fact that we might have really blown this? Well, there, there are some indications. I know that there's, uh, there's one clip or a couple of quotes uh, churning around um, John, Jonathan Carl of ABC News. He was on one of the Sunday talk shows, and he was – he was pretty forthright in saying, yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, journalists messed up here in, in, in dismissing this out of hand. And there have been a few others. I think the real danger and, uh, frankly, a problem for political journalism in Washington in particular uh, of late is the fact that um, the personality of politicians or the personality mm-hmm. of power brokers in, in D.C., um, is often the first consideration as opposed to the content of what is being said or argued. And uh, and that might be the case here, where it was dismissed because of who was saying it, not what was being said. 
Right. Listen, Greg, I got to break in. This is a parenthetical statement, but I just have to say one of the reasons why we value uh, your appearance so highly on our show is that I don't feel like you do that. I feel like you're, you've been a straight shooter, no matter who's been president, no matter what's been going on. And we just, I don't know. I just want to say that we appreciate the content that you bring. Well, I, I appreciate you do saying that. And uh, that's my, that's my effort to, you know, to just kind of lay it out for, for our listeners and let listeners decide how they fall on these issues. Right. Well, we often live in the age of the tail wagging the dog, not vice versa. So we do appreciate that. Let's uh, talk about uh, President Biden in Tulsa today. Uh, Greg, this story um, also very large today. And I think for a lot of people, they were like, what? Uh, Tulsa? I don't know anything about this. Please tell us this. Yeah, you know, this is interesting. Uh, And I've had this conversation with a couple of people, including uh, a colleague of mine in the newsroom this morning, saying, hey, did did you learn about the Tulsa race massacre in school when you were growing up? And, um, you know, a lot of us did not, to be honest. And for a lot of Americans, this is, you know, sort of an obscure historical uh, fact that has been brought to light over the last number of months. And today, yesterday and today is the 100th anniversary of this riot that turned into a massacre in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in uh, a, a neighborhood of the city that was known as Black Wall Street. And there was an estimated 300 black people killed during the massacre, and thousands of people were, uh, were, became homeless as a result of, of burning down and looting, and churches were burned to the ground, black churches. So it was it was just an awful scene a hundred years ago, and so uh, right now President Biden is is in Tulsa this afternoon as we speak right now, and he met with three survivors about an hour ago. He met with three survivors from this massacre, and they are uh, between 101 and or 103 and 107 years old, and remarkably, uh, two of those three are brother and sister, which is, uh, is pretty, right? pretty interesting. Yeah. And so the White House message today is that the president wants to shine a light on this. He wants this to be on the record um, so that that kind of incident does not ever happen again in American life. Greg Clugston, uh, SRN News White House correspondent with us today, talking about the president in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, speaking of the president, uh, let's talk about where we are with the infrastructure plan. So, you know, the president has you know, proposed something north of a trillion dollars. Um, then the Republicans came back with something that was, you know, less than a third of that. And then, you know, there was not a lot of conversation. And then the Republicans upped their offer. Where are we now? Yeah, it's been back and forth. We've been talking about this the last, you know, couple of weeks and this is a it is a process and this is, you know, the legislation slog and we're not even to the, you know, the marking up of the legislation. This is still talking about the sort of the parameters. So I, I, it's interesting because you laid it out exactly right, Kathy. It's been a back and forth, an offer, counter offer, counter offer. So the White House has come down to one point seven trillion. The Republicans have come up to 928 billion. So I guess that can be seen as potentially positive. Uh, Although not to be uh, not to be too skeptical or cynical, they are hundreds of billions of dollars apart still. (laughs) So that's that's where the rub is. And as we've also discussed here on this program, there there still remains this debate as to what exactly qualifies as infrastructure spending. So that hasn't gone away either. So some things haven't changed, and, and a few of the numbers have changed. What's interesting is the president is going to be meeting tomorrow with uh, Senator Capito of West Virginia. She has been the lead Republican 
negotiator from the group of senators that has been working on this uh, bipartisan, you know, counteroffer or this this counteroffer from the GOP. She's going to meet one on one with Biden tomorrow. Previous meetings have been with other other members of the GOP Senate group, but it's just going to be Biden and Capito tomorrow, and uh, so that's going to be an interesting. Uh, thing. And then just finally on the timetable, um, at least as we know it right now, the White House says, look, uh, you know, th- this back and forth can't continue forever, obviously, and they're hoping that this time next week there can be some sort of either agreement between Republicans in the White House to move forward or Democrats saying, hey, we tried, we can't get a deal with the GOP, we're just going to go ahead on our own. See. SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugson is with us. Greg, at some point, um, Senate goes into summer recess. What does that look like? How far down the road is that? There's a lot of work to be done. Well, there is work to be done. And speaking of recess, John, the House and Senate are on recess this week. Um, so there's not a lot going on, even though the Capitol meeting is going to be happening uh, with the president tomorrow. But Why are they off this of, week, Greg? Is it, uh, is well, this like- you know, most Americans take Memorial Day. And lawmakers like to take Memorial Week. Oh, wouldn't so, we all like to take Memorial Week? Yeah. That's sweet. Okay. And that often happens. Uh, you know, it's it's a week-long deal around Memorial Day. It's a week-long deal around the 4th of July. It's just, it's just the way the calendar works in Congress. But to John's Great. point... Um, you're always going to be running up against, you know, you know, deadline pressure and then just general budget issues and all of that. That usually gets pushed, you know, toward the end of the summer and the early fall. So we'll have to see if those sort of rhythms continue here with the uh, with the Biden administration and the Democrats in control of the House. But Republicans, uh, you know, in that tie or, um, you know, still really not in control of the Senate either. So it's, it'll be interesting to see how the Democrats uh, move forward on this. Greg Clugston with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Um, all right, Greg. So I don't know, the last 60 or 70 years, uh, the parties have kind of, when it comes to deficit spending, have come down on opposite sides. So Republicans have been more concerned about deficit spending, uh, Republican or Democrats, not so much. Um, but this president is taking it, it seems, to a whole other level, though I can't say a whole lot about Republicans for the last 20 years either because they haven't been too concerned about it. Um, but this um, this new budget plan, this is something else. Yeah, it's sort of eye-popping, uh, the price yeah. tag. It's a $6 trillion budget, T-R-I-L-L-I-O-N, trillion for next year, for one year, $6 trillion. Now, um, you, you make a good point on the deficit spending and Republicans and Democrats. Re- Republicans tend to be concerned about deficit spending when they're not in power in the right. White House or that, in power right. on, on yeah, yeah. Capitol Hill. And when they do have the power, it doesn't seem to be as much of a concern, to be, to be quite honest. Uh, but this is what's happening now, is that um, with this Biden plan of $6 trillion, the result would be borrowing about 50 cents of every dollar that the government spends for the next year. And over the next 10 years, uh, deficit spending is going to be, you know, uh, trillions of dollars in deficit each year, adding to the national debt, which is, of course, already high. So a lot of Republicans say this is just um, this is crazy. This is uh, not a serious budget. But uh, and, and of course, any budget that a, that a president puts forward, it's a framework. It's a guideline. Uh, no White House ever gets everything that it wants, but it puts a lot of those things in there. And the president thinks it's, uh, it makes a lot of sense. But uh, we'll have to see what the final product looks like. 
Right. I mean, I remember years ago that, you know, there was the, the idea of a balanced budget and that remember was something that? to be attained and, you know, to strive for. But right. that's not the case. Uh, and anytime, the last time uh, that happened, John, was uh, during the Bill Clinton administration, um, mm-hmm. actually left a bit of a surplus for George W. Bush. Really? Um, but uh, ever since those early 2000 years, uh, it's been it's been nowhere to be seen. Very interesting. Okay, so Greg, uh, we've been talking for the past a year and a half or so about COVID nineteen, and uh, now a story. It's not a DC story, but it is very interesting that the World Health Organization is wanting to use Greek letters for coronavirus variants instead of uh, numbers or country names. Goodness gracious! Talk to us about that odd story. Yeah, well, you know, Donald Trump used to always talk about the China virus. We've heard about, right. you know, the the British variant or the South African variant of, of right. the coronavirus. Um, or if you listen to Dr. Fauci uh, and other medical um, officials on their briefings, they'll often refer to these uh, variants as the B117 or the B1351, which can, can get very confusing. And then there's also the idea of stigma attached to, you know, Great Britain or South Africa or India uh, or China in this case, you know, if, they're, if the country name is attached. So now you have this World Health Organization saying, hey, we're going to use Greek letters. So alpha and beta and gamma and delta and on down through the Greek alphabet are going to be used moving forward, uh, which is an interesting thing. Some, some see it as being politically correct, but others say, hey, this might simplify things, actually, and make things more pronounceable. Mm-hmm. And no word from the Greeks if they're upset or not. <laughs> Uh, they have not uh, made any comment that I'm aware of yet, no. Okay, so we're going to have to study up. Right. Study up. We will. A little, a little lesson there in the vocabulary for us. Very nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, have some baklava. All right, Greg. Hey, listen, we always appreciate it. You run the gamut with this, and you bring us up to speed on what's going on at the White House and the nation's capital. So thank you so much, as always, for your clarity. Glad to do it. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. Our pleasure. You as well. Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. Information about uh, SRN at wordfm.com. We'll take a a step away for just a minute. Hey, it's a Tuesday pick-me-up. Kath and I have noticed a spate of celebrity deaths recently. We'll recap a few of those just in case you missed the obituaries. That's next on The Ride Home. Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Don't let pests scare off your returning customers. Get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Get a free quote on a monthly pest control and sanitation plan without a long-term contract that'll clean them up, block them out, push them back, and remove pests safely. Backed by Boo's 100% satisfaction guarantee. When it comes to protecting your business and your guests, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. We want everybody to have a level of comfort knowing that they're in a safe environment, that they're in a caring environment. 
and that their health and well-being is our top priority. At Stock Family Dentistry, exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. We are constantly screening both ourselves and patients. I want my patients to know that we are there for them. When they are ready, we are here. You're going to be safe. You're going to be well cared for. On Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. These days, physical distance can keep us safe and healthy, but emotional distance can strain relationships, especially if drugs or alcohol are involved. If substance abuse or addiction is creating a barrier between you and your child, you may feel alone and you may not know where to turn, but we're here to help you and your family. Partnership to End Addiction offers free resources, guidance, and support. Just a click away. To end addiction, start with connection. To learn more, reach out to us at drugfree.org. Whether it's offering curbside or next-day delivery for online orders on over 160,000 parts or getting involved in their local communities, when it comes to serving you, Napa's Motor never quits. That's Napa know-how. Are you a teacher looking to grow your career? Waynesburg University offers a Master of Education with multiple areas of concentration, as well as certification in special education. Classes start every semester. Financial aid is available. Visit waynesburg.edu. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. We'll see considerable cloudiness for tonight with a low of 57. Cloudy skies tomorrow, a morning shower, followed by a little rain in the afternoon. Tomorrow will reach a high of 71. Tomorrow night, considerable clouds with a couple of showers. Tomorrow night's low 60. Thursday, cloudy skies, more humid with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. Thursday will reach a high of 70. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. someone in your house who is um, obsessed with the obituaries because that used to be a thing in your house is there anybody can no i remember you know being a kid and my father sitting on the couch and him reading the newspaper remember the newspaper and he would peruse the obituaries with a fine-tooth comb he would always yell out to my mother in the kitchen hey did you hear about and of course we heard the latest you know tragedy that has befallen either someone locally or nationally it was always kind of Always good to be kept up to date with that's the, uh, sweet, isn't it? So we're going to do the same thing here on the ride home. Well, you know what? We don't say we pay a whole lot of attention to this, but there has been a spate of deaths recently that I, I guess have some connection to us or to Pittsburgh. Fair right. enough to and say. It's just, it's just a large number, and which is why they kind of jumped out at us. Yeah. Right. Okay. So uh, amongst all these that we talk about, my first one, which I was, I be, he was beloved to me in 1979, which was Rennie Stennett. Mm-hmm. From the Pittsburgh Pirates. He oh, was yeah. the second baseman for the We Are Family 1979 World uh, Series champions, Buckos. And I loved Rennie. Um, remember, I mean, I remember this very clearly. When Rennie Stennett was playing, they would, you know, the TV networks, of course, later on in the playoffs in the series, they would always show the, the players' wives. And Rennie Stennett's wife would call out to him, come on, baby, come on. And then she would like kind of clap for him. So then his teammates, the rest of the pirates got on Rennie when they would always call him baby. Hey, baby, come on. That's what I remember about Rennie. That's sweet. I, you know, other than him, you know, being a second baseman, I was, you know, 
little at the time. And so I don't remember a whole lot, but I was sad to see that he was so young. I mean, he was in his early seventies when he passed away. 72. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, so, you know, you gotta be a certain age to say, you know, Oh, he died so young at 72. Well, but he, I'm, I'm just, you know I'm what I'm saying? saying, you know, yeah, but I get it. Rennie Stennett passed away at 72. Yeah. So uh, another, another Pittsburgh. Now, Rennie Stennett, was he from Pittsburgh? No, he's from Panama. Panama. Got it. Okay. Well, speaking of people who were from Pittsburgh, uh, Charles Grodin also passed away. Charles Grodin grew up in the uh, Highland Park neighborhood, and he went on to star in uh, several movies with Sybil Shepard. I remember him most of all from Midnight Run with Robert De Niro, which is absolutely so clever and funny. And Charles Grodin was like the driest human being ever in entertainment. He surely was. Yeah, he was a true Pittsburgher. And, uh, you know, again, it was a particular time frame, like 70s, that he was really r- uh, prominent, maybe 80s a little bit. Yeah, well, and, of- and then he had that one role with De Niro, which I think was in the 90s. No, Midnight, Ex- Midnight, Midnight Run. Midnight Run? No, I don't earlier? think so. I think it was, was it? 80s. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's her name? Candace Bergen also. I mean, right. I, I read a bio. Charles Grodin's bio was called, It Would Be So Nice If You Weren't Here. Uh, which, which is, is, which is, which is a, great <laughs> a particular story that he tells. He was very funny and a, a story that he tells and uh, do yourself a favor. If you're a Charles Grodin fan, that's a great bio. We'll Gary so might nice want to consider you. that for his yeah. uh, autobiography at a later time. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what, what's the title again, John? It would be so nice if you weren't here. <laughs> I, I love it. Yes. <laughs> Who else? Who else has passed away? Oh, BJ Thomas has passed away. Oh. I think of BJ Thomas. Um, my sister is a little more than 10 years older than me. And she had BJ Thomas's uh, like Christian album. Hmm. I remember seeing the LP and we listened to that a lot. And did then of course he did Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head, which Raindrops is a song that I head. despise. You, why do you, look, uh, that oh was a big gosh. song. That was a gigantic hit. I hate um, that song. That was on the soundtrack of the movie uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Right. Right. Redford and Paul Newman. Uh, yeah. For some weird reason, in the middle of the film, they go on a bicycle ride and um, there's um, Paul Newman and uh, I forget the actress's name. They're riding on a bike. She's on the handlebars and they play that song. I don't know what that's about. Yeah. I don't know Anyways, what it means. So I'm not sure. How, how old was B.J. Thomas? I don't have any. He was 78. Okay, 78. Um, also, Gavin McLeod, Captain Stooping from The Love Boat. Yep. Gavin McLeod lived a long and healthy life. He passed away at the age of 90. Uh, the Love Boat, you know, again, that's uh, listen, showing our was, age here. When I was the kid, the I thought, I mean, I remember being, you know, early elementary school and thinking like the entire world was going to stop on Saturday night so I could watch that show. Right. That was just a weird show. It wasn't was very it? weird. I yeah. wanted to be Julie McCoy more oh, than anything in life. Not in real life. You didn't want no, to. No, I didn't. Was, no, she was sorry. a cocaine addict oh, and had a rough time. Very nice. Anybody else passed away? Yeah, one other person. Um, Eric Carl, who wrote The Very Hungry Caterpillar. Oh. How many how times much? did you read how many times did you read The Very Hungry? I could re- I probably could so recite that in my sleep. Times. Here's me reading that. With one eye open, holding the book, falling right. asleep as my kids are asleep. And I try to, let me just skip a few pages. No, no, we know that you can't skip ahead, but that was a great book. Wasn't it? it? Really, oh, it, was, it was such a great book. And you know, when I was traveling around Europe a couple summers ago, you see that book what? all over the really? place in all sorts of different lines. Cause there are very few words in it. Right. Right. But it's, I mean, that was very interesting to me. One, one, a really big American export was Eric Carl's very hungry caterpillar. Right. Well, that's a rundown of those who have left us uh, too soon. And uh, God bless all those uh, 
all those men and women we just talked about. What's next here, Kath? Yeah, coming up next, Dr. Todd Allen from Messiah oh. University. We'll talk about the Tulsa race massacre. Uh, President Biden in Tulsa, Oklahoma right now commemorating these events. And we'll talk about it with Dr. Allen coming up next. It is the Tuesday edition of The Ride Home. WORD. Encouragement for believers from Dr. Charles Stanley. By means of prayer, we can reach any person, get the divine supernatural power of God in on anything going on anywhere in the world. What other means can you and I use to do that? The teaching of Dr. Charles Stanley on In Touch, helping you grow in Christ every day. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. Well, by now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it's really a great, very comfortable pillow. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. Now, for a limited time, MyPillow is offering the premium MyPillows for the lowest price ever. You can get a queen-size premium MyPillow for $29.98. They are regularly $69.98. It's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. All MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets, or call 800 391-0954. Use promo code WORD. Or right now, MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. Oh, my papa, to me you are so wonderful. Oh, my papa, to me you are so good. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse. I'm a little biased, but I think we five minor kids got the best dad around. Let's celebrate those special men in our lives with a Springhouse Father's Day steak fry and chicken barbecue. My brother Sam and his boys will crank up the barbecue pit outside and grill the chicken quarters and the New York strip steaks with our special Father's Day marinade. Come hungry for all the fixins to go with your steak or chicken hot off the pit. Top off the meal with a brownie or blondie, something to suit every dad's taste, or any of our other sweet creations. Of course, every dad is treated to a Springhouse ice cream cone, and we'll have live music all day, too. Visit the calves out in the play area and plan to have a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339, or springhousemarket.com. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. John's still muted. Uh, This is Kathy Emmons on the ride home. Happy to have you along this afternoon. Uh, John, you want to come in? You with us? Yeah, I was, I was, 
thinking about the first time I've heard about the Tulsa race massacre massacre. I bet I was 40 years old and I was, it was, I was reading, I think a work of fiction and it was mentioned and I, I went back and I couldn't believe what I was reading. So I had to sort of, you know, detour from that and go find out more information about the Tulsa race massacre. And I said, this was decades ago. And it's one of those stories that up until recently has been little talked about here in the United States of America. And uh, for whatever reason, I'm not quite sure, but now it is out in the open, so much so that the president of the United States is in Tulsa, Oklahoma today. Well, Dr. Todd Allen is with us. Dr. Todd Allen is vice president for diversity affairs, professor of communications at Messiah University. Todd is the founder of the Common Ground Project. It's a nonprofit dedicated to teaching the history of the civil rights movement here today to talk to us about Tulsa 1921. Dr. Allen, welcome back. Good to be with uh, good to be with both of you. Yeah. Todd, we love it when you join us, uh, but this is a really sad subject and sad, like John said, that I didn't learn about the Tulsa race massacre until I was in my 40s, too. Um, so set the stage for us. Tell us what Tulsa, Oklahoma was like in 1921. Sure. Well, you know, to, to say that you just learned about it or, or recently learned about it, that's a common uh, response in these United States uh, because it was such a tragedy uh, that folk did not talk about it. Folk went into denial. Uh, but I think Tulsa is a perfect metaphor uh, for race relations, particularly between blacks and whites uh, in America. Um, the Greenwood section of Tulsa, uh, which is what we're talking about, uh, was uh, developed by a gentleman by the name of O.W. Gurley uh, as far back as 1906. Uh, initially got about 40 acres of land uh, and began to develop that into uh, its own community. I mean, Oklahoma, like uh, much of the United States at that time, uh, was still largely segregated. And so the Greenwood section um, really functioned independently uh, for African-Americans of that time. It had its own school system, post office, banks, libraries, hospital, public transportation. Yeah, I mean, basically it was a self-sustaining uh, community. But at the same time uh, that you had this development going on in, in, in the Greenwood section of Tulsa, just across the tracks, you had whites, uh, some of whom were not doing that well economically. And they could look across those tracks and see black people uh, who they had been told were inferior and not capable, uh, but yet they had all the, the trappings of economic success. And so you've got this disconnect uh, between, you know, the, what Brian Stevenson calls the narrative of racial difference uh, that people are being told. And uh, so one of the ways in which you harmonize that, that disconnect or that dissonance uh, is you bring black people back down a peg. And what happened in 1921 uh, was that you brought the black community down uh, through violence. Uh, it was actually uh, precipitated by, um, you know, there, there are varying accounts of this, uh, but a young black man by the name of Dick Rowland uh, was going into an elevator. Some, you know, say he, he tripped, some, you know, whatever. But he, he had an encounter with a young white woman there by the name of Sarah Page. She screams, Rowland is seen leaving uh, the scene. Uh, he is picked up within 24 hours uh, and jailed for the supposed assault on this white woman, uh, as was the Times, a mob, a white mob forms outside the jail, threatening to lynch Roland. Uh, blacks in Tulsa come to his defense. A number of blacks, uh, black men who were World War I veterans show up, uh, you know, armed uh, to defend and protect him. And uh, uh, an exchange occurs there. And then within 24 hours of that, uh, on the morning of June 1st, a, sire, a whistle goes off 
uh, early in the morning, uh, which then uh, leads to this violent assault on, on Greenwood. And in the span of, of, of a few hours, uh, that community, about 35 square blocks decimated, homes were burned down, people were shot and killed, bombs literally dropped from airplanes. Uh, those who weren't killed and weren't ran out were later detained uh, and placed in detention camps, supposedly for their own safety. I mean, literally just wiped this community off the map. 10,000 residents, Todd. Yeah. Shot, uh, Todd, it, it's shocking in so many areas. I mean, it really defies description. I mean, the good news is that the word is out and you, you can go now and see what used to be the bones of the community. You know, it's fascinating to see the photographs, you know, uh, Dreamland and, the, you know, the hotels, the doctor's offices, the theaters, the grocery stores. This was essentially a, a prosperous, self-identifying um, community that was doing just fine on, on its own. And, and to think about, you know, this exchange, which I'm sure the, the innocence of what happened, you know, um, a, a guy gets into an elevator, there is something between two people, and then... You know, the guy runs and then yellow journalism on top of that. It inflames people. And before you know it, I mean, you see the, the before photographs and then what happened in the after photographs of Greenwood. I mean, it's an absolute wasteland. It looks like some when you first see these images, it looks like an atom bomb's gone off. Yeah, by, by estimation in today's dollars, just talking about material losses, material losses, have been put in today's dollars at $26 million. We're not talking then about the additional loss of life. We're not talking about the loss of potential earnings uh, going forward. We're not talking about the loss of being able to pass on wealth. And yeah, while you can can go to uh, to Tulsa and go to Greenwood, which I, I, I plan to do uh, next month, um, you know, what the massacre in 1921 uh, didn't destroy than urban renewal in the 60s mm -hmm. and 70s did. And, and what urban renewal didn't didn't do, gentrification attempted to, to finish off. Right. Okay, so in reading about this, you also see, you know, newspaper accounts days later. And, of course, the local church chimes in as well. And uh, as we are wont to do, the church would justify what happened. Oh, yeah. Not only was it justified, uh, the only people who were... Uh, uh, detained uh, as possible suspects uh, were Blacks themselves. So no one was ever prosecuted uh, for no this? No one was ever prosecuted for this. Uh, there were Blacks that were detained. They were later uh, let go. Now, that's different from the thousands who were held literally in concentration camps there uh, um, in the city. But no one uh, to this day has been held accountable. Also today, you mentioned that the uh, President of the United States is there. Uh, today is beginning uh, restarting the process as well uh, to try to uncover uh, some of the, the uh, remains uh, because bodies were literally dumped into mass graves. There were reports that bodies were also dumped into the local river. I mean, literally trying to wipe not only the, 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 the town off the map, but then to wipe all evidence of wrongdoing mm -hmm. uh, off, the, off the map, off the landscape. Dr. Todd Allen with us, Vice President for Diversity Affairs and Professor of Communication at Messiah University, also founder of the Common Ground Project. Um, you know, Todd, any, you know, remedial student of history can point to so many instances like this around the world of people who were killed, 
um, forgotten, uh, that people in power decided that they didn't count, that it didn't matter. Um, but also a remedial student of history can always find out that those things don't die. Um, people don't forget. And things like that don't just go away. And so I guess my question is, um, you know, what what rises from the ashes of Greenwood at this point? Um, where how how are people in that area and how are we as Americans living with what happened on that day? Those so you're, you're right. You know, Tulsa, again, is not an isolated incident. We could look at Rosewood. We could look at Wilmington. We could look at Elaine, Arkansas in this same period. You know, over 4,000 victims of what, you know, again, EJI calls racial terror lynchings, right? I think what's important in this moment uh, is it's a call, uh, again, for us, particularly as people of faith. It's a call for us to see, uh, to grow in knowledge and understanding, to have this informed historical perspective that this really did happen. Uh, It's a call for us to own, uh, to have accountability uh, and responsibility. Uh, We may not have been there then, but how did we profit from what has happened uh, there 100 years ago. And for people of faith, it's a call for us to repair. Uh, we are called to be healers and transformers. Uh, and so this is a, a moment for us. You know, we can't heal what we don't know. Mm-hmm. And we can't heal what we don't, what we don't talk about uh, and what we won't, won't confront. Mm-hmm. I mean, just this conversation and, of course, this spate of conversations and articles and programs and whatnot, I was this many days old when I first heard about Greenwood. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's a significant thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. No, you're you're absolutely right. Uh, but now that we know, there is no unknowing. Right. Yeah. Now that we yeah, know that's always what, the case. What, what difference will, will this knowledge that we have make? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and, how do, and how do we make sure that something like a Greenwood doesn't happen again? Heaven help yeah. us, right. Another lesson from history, right? When you right. know, you can't unknow. Um, last question for you, Todd, and we just have a minute or so, so I need you to kind of be quick on this. This might be unfair. But, um, you know, I, I guess I want to know how you as a Black man feel about this, how you look at it. I know how I read the story. John reads it through his own lens. Uh, what about yours? Right. Well, Tulsa is a story that I grew up hearing and I grew up knowing. So this is not new to me. Uh, Tulsa is uh, both inspiration uh, and hope uh, of what was can be again. uh, But Tulsa is also a warning uh, of the dark side uh, of humanity. Thank you. Todd, before you leave us, uh, take 30 seconds and talk about Common Ground. Last year, Common Ground was not like a lot of things because of COVID, but you're back up and running again, yeah? We are back up and running with the Common Ground Project. Our big project is our annual civil rights tour. We will be leaving uh, from the Pittsburgh area June 12th uh, through the 20th, uh, taking about 25 people south, and we can't wait. Fabulous. And people want to find more about Common Ground, they can do what? They uh, They can hit me up on Facebook. Uh, Common Ground Project. Uh, they can also, you know, reach me here at uh, Messiah University. Excellent. Todd, always a pleasure. Thanks so much. Thank you. We'll step away for just a few minutes. So we've got much more ahead. We're getting underway with a Tuesday edition of the Ryan. You were going to say Monday, weren't you? You were going to say Monday. Was. Feels like Monday. Stick around. More ahead here. I know it. If you owe back taxes, there's a lot you need to know, starting with rule number one. Don't mess with the IRS. They are cracking down this year by sending out heart-stopping letters, actively garnishing paychecks, levying bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. That's all true, but it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered, so now's the time. You could qualify for tax relief that saves you thousands, even tens of thousands. Nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at Optima 
tax relief. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Well, by now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it's really a great, very comfortable pillow. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. Now, for a limited time, MyPillow is offering the premium MyPillows for the lowest price ever. You can get a queen-size premium MyPillow for $29.98. They are regularly $69.98. It's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. All MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets, or call 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. Or right now, MyPillow.com. Dot com. MyPillow.com. With the world opening back up a bit, I think it's normal to be excited about getting back to trips to the movies, ballet recitals, July 4th parties, everything we missed. But as our team was talking about getting back to those kind of things, it kind of hit us that this is also a big opportunity for maybe some more meaningful things, like taking a meal to that sweet older couple from church or volunteering again, or maybe just taking grandma to brunch or encouraging the neighbor kid with a fist bump. I think that many of us found that while this time was extremely difficult, the downtime also gave us some really good perspective. I just don't want to forget that perspective. Our team is challenging ourselves to not just go back to the movies, but to also remember it's an opportunity to try to love others like he loved us. And to remember that being slow and enjoying the little moments is kind of cool. Maybe you'll join with us. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. That conversation with uh, Dr. Todd Allen from uh, Messiah reminded us that uh, the Times and New York Times has published a really interactive graphic of what happened in Tulsa. They show really good. the main street, the buildings that were there, the tenants that were there. There's photographs. It's a really good overview. So if you're interested in that subject. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, it's 3d. So it yeah. like takes you through it. Uh, it's, yeah. it's just, I don't, I don't know how something like that could be produced, but I love it. It's really I well done. So. Yeah. Um, we saw this weird story, a great story. If you're a fan of Charlie Brown and the peanuts gang, apparently, um, Charles Schultz, a few years after the success of the Peanuts Gang was cemented, he pitched, Charles Schultz did, an adult uh, version of the Peanuts Gang. What do you mean now, by adult? Well, I mean, it's, there's no kids in it. It's okay. only adults. Right. I mean, it's not no, it's not racy or anything I just like that. I want to make sure. I mean, what no. the heck are we talking about? There's no kids in the strip. Um, and and so you can go find it. There's seven panels that were saved from the pitch and okay. United Features Syndicate, which is they published peanuts all those many decades. They passed on the project. But essentially what it is, it looks as I'm reading the seven different uh, comic strips. It looks as though it's Lucy and Linus as grownups. It's the same attitude, the same sort of personality styles. Wait, but they're not named? 
Uh, they are the uh, the uh, story the uh, the script the peanut uh, the, the uh, cartoon script is called the Hagermeyers, and it's a story of a boss who's a woman, and it's essentially the Lucy character, and a janitor at an unnamed workplace who is the Linus character. He's carrying his blanket around. Not he doesn't carry it, but he's got a little. He's he's wearing an apron, like they're working somewhere in a store or someplace like that. And the Linus character is very subservient to the Lucy character, and she's you know kind of ruling with an iron fist. It's kind of funny, but it's certainly not peanuts. But it has peanuts in its blood. The Hagermeyers. Is Schroeder playing the piano in the lobby? Nope, none of that. No, you just really see Lucy and Linus in their roles. Are they married? Nope. It's boss and employee. The Hagermeyers and Charles Schultz. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Authorities report a shooting at a Los Angeles County Fire Department station. The only information now is that a firefighter has reportedly been killed. No other details available. On Wall Street, the Dow had 85 points and the NASDAQ up 18. This is SRN News. Thinking about life insurance? Did you know in just a few minutes you can find the best price from up to 10 price competitive companies for free? You can with SelectQuote. For example, George is 39. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $22 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino, and believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. For the one standing guard. For the eagle-eyed. For the knights in shining armor. And for all those who support them. We are Granger, your experienced safety partner. Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. Committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com slash safety or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What are dads made for? Hmm, I've been asking myself the same question. Author Amanda Glass, creator of the Made For book series, helps kids and dads answer that question. That's what dads are made for is more than just a fun book with cute pictures. It's one that creates conversations that build meaningful connections. This Father's Day, help your kids connect with dad as they discover together. Oh, that's what dads are made for. For kids three and up, just $9.99 when you order now at themadeforbooks.com. Having your own home is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. 
expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie, your home for everything home. Download the app today. Don't let pests scare off your returning customers. Get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Get a free quote on a monthly or quarterly pest control and sanitation plan without a long-term contract that'll clean them up, block them out, push them back, and remove pests safely. Backed by Booze 100% Satisfaction Guarantee. When it comes to protecting your business and your guests, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. We'll see considerable cloudiness for tonight with a low of 57. Cloudy skies tomorrow, a morning shower, followed by a little rain in the afternoon. Tomorrow will reach a high of 71. Tomorrow night, considerable clouds with a couple of showers. Tomorrow night's low 60. Thursday, cloudy skies, more humid with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. Thursday will reach a high of 70. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Here's Kathy and I had a, a regular guest on our show, a woman by the name of Monda Zond Irvin. And uh, Monda joined us uh, as a woman with uh, her knowledge of living in Iran. And she lived in Iran successfully in a position of power as a woman during the the monarchy of the Shah of Iran. And she told us one amazing story after another of how progressive Iran was, mm-hmm. how, how cultural it was, how um, chic Iran was. And then, of course, uh, if you know your recent history, what happened uh, during the Iranian hostage crisis as the Shah of Iran passed away and the United States pulled their support for the monarchy, the rise of the Ayatollahs came in. And uh, since that time forward, for the past 30 plus years, more than 30 plus years, the Ayatollahs have reigned uh, over Iran with an iron fist. All that to say that uh, the beauty and the power of Iranian civilization civilization still exists. And um, there has been stop and starts of um, artistic interpretations, previews of museum shows that were to make their way out of Iran and head to the West in London or San Francisco, places around the world where there are major art museums. But always, for whatever reason, they have put the kibosh on those just as things were getting underway, such as the case with a recent exhibition that was supposed to get underway in London, and now that has come to a standstill. Kath, um, amazing the artifacts and the beauty, the history of Iranian civilization, and us in the West won't get a peek of it once again. Well, it's painful because to a lot of Westerners, Um, They don't know anything about Iran prior to 1979, which is when the revolution took place. And Mondazan Irvin, who you mentioned a little bit ago, had to escape along with, you know, tens of thousands of people if they could escape. And of course, many more were not able to escape and lost their lives. Um, The people who stayed, especially if you were a woman, uh, your life was irrevocably changed. And so, you know, looking at anything historically Iranian brings to mind um, not just those horrible days in 1979, not just the U.S. hostage crisis, 
but all of the angst now between Iran and the West. I mean, it's just it's it's one um, story of uh, of hostility. Of ho- yeah, that's the word for it: hostility and the attempt to dominate uh, from one side or the other. I mean, Iran has put its finger in the eye of the international community time and time and time again. So you know, I I don't have a whole. It's one of those moments again where you feel badly for the Iranian people who have such a rich heritage, heritage, especially, I understand it from the arts, um, a beautiful heritage in that regard, but it gets overshadowed by the horror of their political leaders. Because everything in the world is political. Right. And of course, when you look at the politics of the Middle East, I mean, they come wrapped around uh, some very deep, uh, long-standing grievances. But I'll tell you, I mean, when, when you see the artwork that's been produced in these ancient civilizations, Iranian civilizations, I mean, the things that are there, the, the masters, masters, mastery of, of fabric or stonework or Rugs. China, you name it. Yeah, tapestries, all that. It is incredibly beautiful. And it, I think this is probably true of all of us, right? That one-on-one, well, you know how this is. If you're fortunate to, to travel, whether it's to you know, just another state or another country, when you see people on their face value, not as people uh, from China or not as people from Iran or Russia or whatnot. You, you just look people in the eye and you see them who they are as living creatures of God. You don't see them as political ideologies or someone trying to force, you know, your opponent into a square box or something. You just see people. And you see the beauty of people amidst that. And of course, when you see ancient art, you look and think we're all so deeply connected here. How is it that we miss each other? How do politics trump everything or religion, or, you know, trump everything and push us into small corners of desolation? So Listen, I, I had a fascinating experience, John. I don't think I ever told you this. Um, uh, two summers ago, I was in Germany for a couple of weeks and I was in Hanover, um, which is a town that was uh, just decimated by the allies in world war two. Um, and, uh, Hanover's done a really fine job of, uh, recreating what the town, uh, in model form, what the town was like prior in, in its, in its, um, more medieval times, what it was like prior to world war two. And then what it was like after world war two. Really? We see in a, in a model. It's a, yeah. So it's, so it's in, um, it's in, I forget the name of the building. I think it would be like their parliament building there in Hanover. And um, it's a very beautiful uh, building and the lobby is extremely large. And so when you're in it, you see these, these, and when I say that these models are large, I mean, each model is probably 25 feet by 25 feet. I mean, they're very, very extensive. And so it shows the growth of medieval Hanover and then through industrialization, what it was like prior to World War II and then what it was like after the bombing was completed. It's just that the city was decimated. I mean, it's it, it, it's a horror. It's a horror zone. But, you know, that's what happens when their leader tried to take over the world. Right. Um, but as we're looking through this, it's just so humbling. It's so humbling to imagine being a person who lived in the city and the kinds of changes that they saw. But as I was looking through the uh, at these models and we were there, I mean, it takes several hours to to really kind of take in this exhibit. I noticed this woman next to me who was weeping. She was on her own. Didn't have family, friends with her or whatever. And I, I felt like I needed to say something to her. I didn't you know, I didn't feel right just kind of acting like it wasn't happening. 
So I uh, went to her and I said, excuse me, I don't, I don't know if you speak English, um, but I'm just wondering if there's anything I could do for you. And she did speak English and she just, you know, amongst tears, her story, her story tumbled out, but it began with, are you from America? And I said, yes. And she said, I'm from Iran. And I said, okay. And she said, all I can think of looking at this exhibit is what could happen to one of our cities in one of our countries. And I, of course, had not considered that. And she went into this, you know, story about how she had grown up in Iran and how she felt like she was at the mercy of her crazy political leaders. And she wanted me as an American to know that Iranian people are not eager for a war. They're not eager for a conflict. Uh, they don't want to inflict punishment on people. Um, and she said, you know, I don't like your leaders either. And I, I'm trying to assume that you're not like that. And I said, no, I'm not like that. Anyway, it turned into like a 30 minute discussion of just like person to person, uh, what it was like to think about your leaders, to think about the political discourse, internationally speaking, and then to have all of that conversation happening in the middle of an exhibit of a city completely ravaged by war. I mean, it was something that I'll, I'll, I'll never forget. It's interesting. So an Iranian citizen, an American citizen in a German museum looking at the Holocaust and yeah. from both perspectives thinking, we don't want this to happen again. It's not about, like I'm saying here, it's not about the politics. It's about the soul right. of the person, the creation of God in us. Right. Yeah, that's really uh, all that to say that um, do yourself a favor. If you've never looked at Iranian art, I mean, it goes back to, you know, <laughs> first century. I mean, it's this early, 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 powerful, beautiful, deeply knowledgeable civilizations. The Iranians today, they, you know, they are not the people that we see in the news. This is not who they are. They are something that goes, uh, transcends time. And uh, it's really just fascinating. The Iranian uh, museum that uh, will not be coming to, to the United States or to, to London. Well, let's take a quick step away. Terry Tim is with us in a few minutes. The Tuesday edition of the Riding Home of the Ride Home. Terry Tim, uh, what's he going to talk about here? Oh, dignity. Yes, truth and dignity. That's next on the Ride Home. Be right back. One hundred one point five W O R D. When five-year-old Lenya Lusko stopped breathing and died, her parents, Levi and Jenny, had no option but to cry out to God. God, you gave us Lenya, and we give her back to you. And there was just that moment of worshiping in the weeping. Hear how Jesus walks us through the valley of the shadow of death next time on Family Life Today. Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM WORD. Looking for a way to pay for that new home improvement you've been waiting for? Ready to consolidate credit card debt at a lower interest rate? Figure offers multiple loan options that can help you improve your finances. From mortgage refinances to home equity lines and personal loans, Figure can help you find the loan that's right for you. Figure takes all the stress and hassle out of the process. Apply 100% online at figure.com and see your new rate in a few clicks. Figure out your finances at figure.com. Figure Lending LLC, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Well, by now, you all heard me talk about my pillow and how it's really a great, very comfortable pillow. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. Now, for a limited time, MyPillow is offering the premium MyPillows for the lowest price ever. 
You can get a queen-size premium MyPillow for $29.98. They are regularly $69.98. It's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. All MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets, or call 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. Or right now, MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Writing an estate plan is one thing. Having the experience to administer the estate is something else. At Abernathy and Hagerman, estate administration isn't a side job. It's what we do. You have the same goals we all do, to protect your assets, to minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones that you love. How you get there, that's specific to you. So let's talk. Hagerman Law, legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. Why doing it right, roofing, siding, and remodeling? As an Owens Corning Roofing Platinum Preferred Contractor, it's simple. It's in their name. They're doing it right, and it's what you'd expect as a homeowner and what they intend to deliver. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. Want it done right? Call doing it right. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word, Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, tune in, and at radio.com. Terry Tim is with us from Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Terry joins us, and uh, he opines about any number of subjects. It's always a good conversation. We kind of, you know, get in a boat and wind our way downstream. Today, Terry's with us to talk about pride, humility, and dignity. Terry, that's all you got? That's that's it today. It's a, it's a, I love how you said, like, it's a Tuesday, but it sure feels like a Monday, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. It's it hard sure to, does. We should have no trouble covering those three topics in the next uh, 16 minutes. I know that, Derek. Wow. Well, okay. I'm paddling yes. up upstream. Exactly. All right. So, so where'd you land on this? Um, tell us about pride, humility, and dignity. Well, you know, I, it's fascinating as you, as I was listening to your last segment, uh, you know, on, on human dignity, uh, boy, if, if I could wave a wand over humanity, like what would it look like if we actually believed like believed and acted on that belief that every human person has dignity mm-hmm. because they are an image bearer like that would be such a, the whole world would change um i once heard a christian leader say you you've never locked eyes with someone who does not bear the image of god and I, I think about so much what has happened historically, but how much pain there is in the world right now, uh, because so often I, in our culture, we, we dehumanize people, right? We strip away their, their human dignity as image bearers. And then that, that seemingly gives us carte, carte blanche to say or do whatever we want. And so, my gosh, what would, what would the world look like if we could begin to recognize the the, the dignity of, of every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, no matter where they come from in the world, no matter what they think, no matter what their religious, political, social agenda might be, first and foremost, we all bear a dignity as, as, uh, as image bearers. That, 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 to me, is a game changer. Mm-hmm. Right. 
you know, and even it's easy to sort of point at the modern world and, it, you know, yada, yada, social media, yada, yada, you know, but even before all of that, right? I mean, people have never changed. We've never looked at each other with that great dignity. Uh, there's always been wars. There's always been disagreement. There's always been anger. There's always been death and murder and fear and all resentment and all the, you know, greed and uh, envy and you name it, the sins of man heavy on us. So even though we are called to see with each other that indignity, it doesn't matter that where we live in the time we live in. We're blind to it. We are. Uh, and, and yet God can give us this capacity to see ourselves and to see the world differently. And so, so let, me, let me go back to that word pride. Uh, what would it look like if, if all of us, if we right-sized our sense of self, right-sized our sense of self? So let, let me read a verse from uh, Romans chapter 12. Uh, I love Romans 12. It is one mm-hmm. of the great chapters in scripture, right? Uh, but Paul says in, in verse Three, he says, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. I love that phrase, sober judgment. Uh, Paul is saying to, to the church in Rome and, and through the work of the Holy Spirit to all of us, he's saying sober up. Mm-hmm. When it comes to how we view ourselves, uh, think of yourself with sober judgment. Uh, so here's where pride comes in. I think quite often we think of pride as as overinflating our sense of self. Sure. And we need to dial it back. And that's true for a lot of us. We just think more of ourselves than we we actually should. And because we have this inflated sense of self and ego, that gives us, again, permission. We, we, we give ourselves a permission slip to say or think or do things uh, and treat people poorly. And that is, you know, pride is, you know, classically one of those deadly sins, right? It has deadly consequences. And you were talking about, John, like murder goes all the way back to the beginning of the story, right? Cain and Abel and in. in and and humanity, and that replicates itself in history. So for some of us, I think Paul's words are like, dial it back. But I think there's a flip side to pride is that some people, they, they do not see themselves as people with dignity, even as image bearers. So Paul says, some of you need to dial it back. But I think Paul would also say to some of us, you need to dial it up and to think of yourselves more highly than you ought. Like you actually are a, an image bearer that has value in the world. And both of those things are, are the sin of pride and they have deadly, deadly consequences. Yeah. That's a good point, Terry. You know, uh, sober judgment, think of yourself as sober judgment doesn't equal hate yourself, right? right. Or despise yourself. Um, and that's where it gets tricky because all we, we always tend to teeter off of one side or another, either we're, you know, completely filled with self-loathing or we're, you know, beefing ourselves up at every place we can, but it's hard to find that place of sober judgment. But the very beginning of the chapter says, present your bodies as living sacrifices, 
right? Like this is, it, it, this is our spiritual act of worship, which means if this is a sacrifice we're giving to God, it's something really important. So I, we are really important. Right, that, that is such a brilliant observation, Kathy. I'm going to steal that someday in a Please sermon, do. right? Like if you think about the sacrificial system, the Israelites were always called to bring their best. Right, right? something precious. Yeah. Bring your best and offer it to God. So if we're going to bring ourselves as a as a sacrifice, a living holy sacrifice, like right there, God is saying, like you are of value. Mm-hmm. And so, so the key kind of the the piece I think is really critical is that humility piece that helps us right size our, our sense of self, helps us be accurate in terms of who am i really Mm. uh have you ever heard the phrase that that person is a down-to-earth person right they're down to earth they're like they're or we say they're really grounded right and and the word humility you know comes from that that word humus of the earth right of the earth so a humble person is someone who is down to earth someone who is grounded. And I love the connection again to our origin story, going back to the beginning of the story in Genesis, where where God creates humankind by scooping up dirt, (laughs) like dirt. And God breathes the breath of life into that dirt and it becomes a living being. So for me, like I, my tendency is to over inflate my sense of self. Uh, For me, Grounding myself says, Terry, you're a dirt guy. You are from Mm. the ground. But for maybe somebody who underestimates their sense of value or has that self-loathing, like we're precious dirt, right? We're not Mm. just dirt, but we are dirt that God holds and breathes life into. And so that humility piece being grounded in in our ultimate existence of being dirt people, beautiful and broken, broken and beautiful, that can animate us to live our lives very, very differently. Terry Tim is with us, Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Terry, what you're talking about here is something that's very complex. It's very subtle, right? I mean, there are two sides. You could waver from one side to the other. You know, the the illustration about your pride, right? You could get all puffy or you could beat yourself up for being, you know, less than. And so the, the idea of pride and dignity with humility in the middle is the glue that is the strong point here, right? Because I often think of people, and it breaks your heart for, for people who were not raised in a home, a good home, where you could see yourself, where, you know, your parents informed you. You do have some worth. You do have some value. Let's work on this skill. Here's this dignity about you. And you see, you know, the example of your parents, them trying to live out a life of dignity as well. There are a lot of people who weren't raised in, in those situations. And so, you know, for better or worse, they're really skewed, and it's hard to find a model model that has that healthy that subtlety and that yeah. healthy perspective of pride and dignity wrapped around humility you'll see that of course in the pages of the bible absolutely and and maybe i would say you know to to address that particular issue as a follower of christ we are beloved sons and daughters 
And if you think about how, how Jesus began his ministry, he goes into the River Jordan and he hears the voice of God, right? This is my beloved son in whom I take great pleasure. And it's fascinating when, when that happens, it happens before Jesus does anything, right? He hasn't like embarked mm-hmm. on his public ministry. And God says, this is my beloved son. And so to help us kind of with that pride, humility, dignity piece, what would it look like if we saw ourselves in our belovedness of God? Like we, God loves us purely because God loves us, not based on what we have done or haven't done, what we might do or might not do. We are in the beloved love of God. And that, again, can help right-size us in terms of our sense of self. Yeah. Terry, Tim with us, Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Uh, Terry, you know, the other thing, of course, what comes right after the passage that you're talking about is just how people interact with each other inside the church and how you deal with people with different gifts, right? If you don't, it's, it's interesting, like the way it's set up, if you don't have, if you don't interact with yourself and have sober judgment doing it, then you, your relationships with the other people in the church are going to get really screwed up. And then so is your church going to get really screwed up. Oh yeah. And and you're right. And and Paul addresses that all through his all letter. Right, the church, right. right. I mean, right. so th- part of that, I mean, part of it is discouraging, but part of it should encourage us that like, this is part of our work as God's people, just yeah. because we're it's forgiven and beloved. Like we all are on this journey toward humility and human dignity. It's, it's part of our call. Uh, pride, humility, and dignity. Hey, Terry, we need to step away for a few minutes. Can you stick around for a little bit? Sure. I'd be glad to. Oh, great. Terry Tim, Christ Community Church of the South Hills. We got much more ahead. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy, Pittsburgh's Christian Talk on a Tuesday afternoon. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issue and company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Don't let pests scare off your returning customers. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. Get a free quote on a monthly pest control and sanitation plan without a long-term contract that'll clean them up, block them out, push them back, and remove pests safely. Backed by Boo's 100% satisfaction guarantee. When it comes to protecting your business and your guests, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Introducing in-person payments from PayPal, a touch-free way for your customers to pay and tip. Whether you're a hot dog vendor... 
mustard? You gotta have the mustard. A personal trainer. Don't you drop those knees, Sandra! Or a boba shop. Brewed to pearly perfection. Signing up your business is easy. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan, pay, and tip too. Shop safe with touch-free QR code payments. Fees may apply. For more info, go to paypal.com slash us slash get QR code. Are you or do you know a senior 62 years or older considering a reverse mortgage? Craig Schweiger of Federated Mortgage hosts a weekly show, Home is Where the Heart Is, to assist seniors and their families get the real facts about reverse mortgages. Increased income, debt consolidation, home improvements, ready cash for the times you need it, with no monthly payments? Join Craig for a special question and answer program that dispels the myths and reveals the truth about reverse mortgages for seniors. Saturday at 7 a.m. on 101.5 FM WORD. Are you a teacher looking to grow your career? Waynesburg University offers a Master of Education with multiple areas of concentration as well as certification in special education. Classes start every semester. Financial aid is available. Visit waynesburg.edu. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com. In the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. We'll see considerable cloudiness for tonight with a low of 57. Cloudy skies tomorrow, a morning shower, followed by a little rain in the afternoon. Tomorrow will reach a high of 71. Tomorrow night, considerable clouds with a couple of showers. Tomorrow night's low 60. Thursday, cloudy skies, more humid with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. Thursday will reach a high of 70. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. We're talking to the Reverend Terry Tim from Christ Community Church of the South Hills. It's our monthly time to connect with Terry. Um, before you came on, Terry, I was telling a story about being in Germany a couple summers ago and having a really interesting conversation with a woman from Iran over a in a, a, a like in a portion of a of a Holocaust exhibit, um, and it, you know was us talking about the difficulties of living in the modern world, and of course that would never happen if. I wasn't traveling. Um, John just got back from a trip to Yellowstone and uh, he could, you know, talk for hours and hours about the changes that it brought to him. Uh, you spent time a year and a half ago um, on a long journey. And I guess my question is, is there any way that you can, I don't know, is there any way that you can capture the type of learning that goes on when you're on the road? No, that's a quick answer. I mean, there, there is there's a dynamic at play when we, when we move out of our regular rhythms and get into another place. There's no doubt about it. That's one of the reasons why, I mean, the church, you know, for, you know, thousands of years beyond the, before the formation of the church, this idea of pilgrimage, right. Or journey uh, and meeting people on the road. But I would say, you know, one of the things, I've leveraged Zoom like crazy over the last 16 yeah. months. Like, I mean, right now I'm actually, I'm actually facilitating a small group of people. Um, uh, it's called a road ahead. Uh, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing some work with four theological seminary, uh, facilitating a group called road ahead. And I have four people from Southern California to 
Boston, Massachusetts, and everywhere in between. There's five of us, and we are spending time together traveling on the road as fellow companions. So uh, it's it's not the same as being face-to-face, but uh, that is one of the joys of being on the road. I'm actually getting on an airplane next week. Uh, that'll be the first time in uh, a long time. <laughs> I, I'm losing track of time. What is it, 15, 16 months now? Really um, long I haven't been anywhere since last February. So when John came back from Yellowstone, I had to ask him, like, what what do you do in an airport again? I forget. <laughs> yeah, I'm headed to I'm headed to Kansas City to do some to do some work. Uh, I'm gonna meet with a group of pastors. Okay. And and one of the things that we've actually talked about in in the planning of this event, uh, we we are pretty confident that this group of 60 pastors, for most of them, it'll be the first time that they have left their place of work and home and gathered. And so one of the things we've been intentional about in that, in that two and a half days together is building a lot of margin into the schedule, recognizing that people have not exercised their social muscles for a while. And we're going to need to create a, more space for people to, uh, to just breathe. There's going to be this great joy and excitement of being in the room together. Uh, the extroverts are going to go nuts, right? <laughs> but the introverts are going to like, what have I just walked walked into? So we've been really careful in that schedule to to create space for people to engage and then step back to engage and step back. And I, I think all of us are doing that, uh, you know, whether it's walking into a restaurant and sitting down and having a meal for the first time or getting on an airplane or like, <laughs> I, I know you guys are big movie fans. Like when, when are you going to go into a movie theater and watch a movie on a big screen rather than watching a movie on my phone, right? 16 right. months of watching movies on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> my wife is pushing for that in a big way. And I'm kind of like, eh, maybe, maybe not. I'll, I'll get there. Does that but make t- you nervous, John, doing that? Well, you know what? Uh, even pre-pandemic, I didn't particularly want to go into the movie theater. I felt, you know, like a little trapped in in a in a dark room with strangers. So I wasn't really, as much as I loved it, something had changed in me. But you know, this conversation, you know, Tear and Kath, you know, collectively, and not to be sort of Pollyannish, we as a country, you know, as a community, as the world. We've gone through trauma here. So everyone, uh, you know, is dealing with trauma however you want to. You know, you know, the hardier ones, you know, among us. It's interesting, Kath told a story about going back to church. And, you know, Kath's a worship leader. And, of course, you know, she's been working at the church, like you have, Terry, throughout the pandemic. And, of course, you know, many other uh, businesses have been open as well. But, you know, for those of us who have not been engaged in the day-to-day work of the work, when the Johnny come latelys, myself included, show up at the workplace or at the church or whatnot, people will go, well, what's the big deal? We've been here. We've been doing this thing where you've been elsewhere. So there creates an another sort of layer of trauma dissonance from those who have shown to those who have not shown. And I think there's a, a layer of anger in society. Certainly crime Resentment. is up. Murder is up. Yeah, resentment's always up. We're going to walk into a phase here. You know, okay, everything's wide open now, but we're all carrying residual effects of some sort of psychological underpinnings that I don't even think we know fully what they are yet. You're absolutely right. We have no idea 
the the depth of the trauma that this pandemic has brought to us individually and communally we and we are learning a lot that that we carry trauma in our bodies with us and sometimes we carry it for years right uh and so i think learning to be gentle and compassionate with ourselves is really really critical and and extending that grace to others again it goes back to that that dignity piece like people have lots of different experiences through this pandemic but extending grace to others extending grace to ourselves we need it more than ever and as you said john there there seems to be a, a deficit in that in our culture and part of it is we're all tired we're emotionally relationally spiritually fatigued and so um i remember when i was in seminary uh, i had a class uh, it was my my last year of seminary third year of seminary and we had the last semester we had a class on spiritual formation dr andrew purvis taught the class and he took us yeah. away he took us away to uh, saint saint vincent's for a retreat and i remember his opening address he said this he said for some of you the most spiritual thing you can do over the next three days is sleep. And I give you permission. Mm. And I'm not saying we should go to sleep for the next three days, but I think we, we need to give ourselves grace to recognize that this has been a heavy lift and our souls, our bodies, our minds are fatigued. And we need to learn how to, how to breathe again and use some of these muscles and uh, to just not go into a full out sprint, like, pace yourself we've got work to do go to the buffet at the buffet john hall calling back to the rest of us no seriously it's safe come on there's jello oh yeah we've been talking to terry tim uh terry tim from christ community church at the south hills terry uh as you take your your first trip to kansas city god go with you we're excited for you and i uh, can't wait to hear how things are in the middle of the country i'm looking forward to it i'm really looking forward to some good kansas city barbecue too got some of that lined up all right terry well let's uh let's get together soon maybe the three of us we need to go to a pirate game right oh wouldn't well, that be nice, fun well nice to sit outside you know I, I saw the game the other day i was watching it oh my gosh like <laughs> there was nobody in the ballpark oh right? i know well considering how they're playing can you blame anybody for yeah, not showing listen, up hey, they had they pitched two shutouts they, they the did you know that, on saturday I appreciate you guys talking about Rennie Stennett. Like, yeah. and I don't know if you can you see you can see over my shoulder. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Is that Willie? That's Willie. You know, I was nice. cleaning out my attic the other day and I found a box of bobbleheads. Like nice. I'm like, I, I got Willie out here. But Rennie Stennett, remember he had a he had one game where he had seven hits in oh, one game. Fabulous. Really? Like, he had seven in one game. Yeah, was he it was, a nine inning game? I think it was like they think, Pirates won like twenty two nothing or something. Yeah, he was seven for seven. I That's think. That's super cool. And, yeah, wow, come yeah, on, baby. Nice. Yeah, let, let's go to the ballpark. You know, where are blinders? Tara, always a pleasure. Safe travels to you, friend. Thanks. Good to see you both. You as well. We'll take a, a quick break and we'll step away. And uh, what is up next on the agenda here, Kath? Does this make sense? Does this make sense? I bet it doesn't. Well, oftentimes it does. So we'll find out if it does or doesn't. That's next on the ride home. W-O-R-D. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I am your number one. 
on fans. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Hey, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It It was was actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions, like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, Could Could I I have have EPI? EPI? Sponsored by AbbVie. Don't let pests scare off your returning customers. Get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Get a free quote on a monthly or quarterly pest control and sanitation plan without a long-term contract that'll clean them up, block them out, push them back, and remove pests safely. Backed by Booze 100% Satisfaction Guarantee. When it comes to protecting your business and your guests, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Learning has definitely changed these days. What hasn't changed is the unwavering support parents received from their local Christian school. Many were quick to adapt to the new normal with remote classes taught by caring teachers who pray for students and their families every day. With many schools offering half-price tuition for first-time enrollees, like Eden Christian Academy in the North Hills, it's a great time to consider Christian education. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com tuitions. What makes sense? Cicadas. Now listen, I'm talking in particular about the Brudex cicadas, which are not really around here. Right? They're, they're, they're centered around the D.C. area, right? But I'm reading about these guys. This yep. is crazy town, okay? They have been underground, John, since 2004. Okay, they're underground for 17 years. All of a sudden, they like wake up, they come up, come out, they molt, they start flying around, the men start calling, the women start, I don't know what they're doing, and they mate, they live for two weeks or four weeks, and then it's over. Now, I'm not second guessing the creator, I'm just saying... 
Does that make sense? I mean, it doesn't make sense from our perspective, but we're not of the mind of the cicada. So what do we know, right? They might look at us and go, these coconuts are still here. What are they doing? 17 years, I thought they'd be gone by now, right? So I, I guess, okay. The cicadas, here's the deal about the cicadas. It feels like every year they say, hey, the cicadas are back. They've been gone for 17 years. I'm like, wait, we've probably talked about cicadas for like 12 times since we've been doing the show. Well, yeah, that's because, and I looked into this, John, because I wanted the same thing. There are different kinds oh, yeah, of cicadas. Sure. So some what? stay underground for 13 years. That's the one that is more populous around here. The 17-year one, the Brudex, is the one that's out there. Has there ever been an onslaught of cicadas here in western Pennsylvania? That's what I want to know. And it feels like the answer is no. I well, think the answer all might the dire be yes. warnings. I'm not sure about I'm that. I'm not sure, but let me just say this. They, Brudex cicadas, spend 4.5 million times longer in their life under the ground than they do above it. Good for them. Well, they must like dark and take, whatever's going on. Take that them. as a lesson to you, okay? Yeah. I'm saying this does not make sense. Okay. Cicadas don't make sense. Does this make sense? Polyester. Oh, my gosh. Have you ever worn anything polyester and you go... This feels great, and it's breathable, and I'm nice and, you know, oh, boy, I, feel, I love the feel of this. No, never. Polyester is a sweat box meant to suffocate the pores of your flesh so that you will sweat like a crazy person. Polyester, that's the worst invention ever. Never. I'm trying to school my boys. Hey, here's a polyester shirt, Dad. It looks great. No, don't buy it. Please do not buy a polyester shirt. This basic fashion sense. All right, let me just tell you. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up to you. As someone who used to sell carpeting, polyester carpeting, the softest carpeting you can find. Great. Good saying. under your foot, not on your back. Polyester does not make sense for me. Cicadas don't make sense either. Right, maybe cicadas with polyester shirts make perfect sense. Liberty is God's idea, and if the church doesn't proclaim it, we lose it. Can America survive without faith in God? In the groundbreaking documentary, America, America, God Shed His Grace on Thee, producer-actor Nick Searcy explores the role of faith in America, from our founding fathers to today's most notable conservative voices. We've got to reclaim three key institutions, the media, public schools, pop culture. It's uh, good versus evil, and in a greater sense, our battle is not political, it's spiritual. Our legacy of faith became America's legacy of freedom by returning to our religious roots, we can restore the soul of our nation. Make America, America your next family movie night. This country is worth fighting for. Liberty is worth fighting for. Don't miss America, America. God shed his grace on thee. Available now at SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Impact Mortgage Corp. TV, a cash call mortgage, NMLS ID 128231, equal housing lender, not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer based on loans over $250,000. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. What's better than a mortgage interest rate and APR in the twos? How about a no-closing-cost mortgage loan with an interest rate and APR in the twos? That's right. We have no closing cost loans here at Cash Call Mortgage. We pay the title, escrow, and appraisal fees. So if you're looking to save a little cash on your monthly mortgage payment, call Cash Call Mortgage today. Our quotes are always free. If your mortgage rate APR is not in the twos, Cash Call Mortgage could lower your interest rate and save you some cash. What are you waiting for? With low rates and no closing cost options, now is the time to refinance your mortgage. For a free quote to see if you qualify, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call us today. Call 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 
800-931-6651. At Eden Christian Academy, hope is rising. Hope that is secure in God, that builds faith, and inspires a love that can't be stopped. Eden is where parents find hope in a true educational partner, where students see faith woven into every subject, and where teachers model the love of Christ to every child from pre-K through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour at any of their three North Hills campuses and witness the hope, faith, and love that Eden can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. It's Mattress Firm's best Memorial Day sale ever. For a limited time, save up to $500 on top-rated mattress brands like Sealy and Sleepies. Plus, get a free adjustable base with your $6.99 mattress purchase. Hi, this is Robert Jermalowski, owner of Doing It Right Roofing, Siding, Remodeling. Looking for a new roof or siding upgrade? Call us for a free estimate at 724 New Roof or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. in the pandemic it was well nobody can find uh gloves right nobody can find wipes nobody could find uh antibacterial stuff purell hand sanitizer all of that then nobody could find toilet paper right then nobody could find paper towels and nobody could find tissues and then i couldn't find vanilla vanilla coke and then i went into a cave because if i can't find vanilla coke then what's the point really wait wait, no just a little sidebar i got in my car the other day do you remember I, I early on in the pandemic, I got in my car after going to the store and I was wiping my keys down yep. with a Clorox wipe. Oh, what yeah. Am I, am I crazy? I no, you were what? not crazy. That's what we all thought. What? I'm wiping things down like, you know, there was, I don't know. I know. Thank goodness that's all over. Oh, my gosh. But the question is, and this is the question that the uh, New York Times is asking today, how the world ran out of everything. everything how did this happen because it's and here's the thing now that we are kind of i hope hopefully on the other side of the COVID emergency um it's still not fixed right it being the the you know the global supply chain it's not fixed there are still issues there was a big article in the pg today about local maybe it was in the trip i'm not sure which about local restaurants in pittsburgh who are flooded with people who now have two vaccines and want to go out to eat. But the people who work the restaurants are saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't have access to the same variety of food that I had before COVID. I don't have enough people to act as servers. I only have half the number of cooks in the back and we can't. So our menu is going to look totally different. So people who come in, they haven't had the, you know, X, you know, their favorite dish in a year and a half. They're eager to have it back and it's gone mm-hmm. right and so i there was a restaurant supplier who was quoted saying his costs to get food are twice what they were when COVID started okay, so the supply chain right the just in time supply chain to it? which was you know an invention that goes back to i think the, like the late 60s the 70s it actually the started right at the end of world war ii john oh really as japan was trying to rebuild itself okay so this was a toyota invention yep. essentially yes the car manufacturer, instead of having warehouses full of radio knobs or bumpers or shock absorbers, you know, they would 
order those from their manufacturers, their suppliers, and then all of a sudden they would pull up just in the nick of time as cars were being built. So one handshake for another, it made for efficiency and it drove down costs. Right. The rest of uh, the corporation saw this and thought, oh, that's genius. That'll save us money as well, help with uh, our efficiency. But now when there's a supply chain problem, just in time is interrupted, well, then you've got half a product or nothing at all, and it just creates chaos. Right. So, so if you could imagine, you know, a, a chain or maybe, maybe a, you can imagine like a bunch of boats right after each other on, you know, on a river here in Pittsburgh, as long as all the boats stay at the same place, at the same sure. space apart. And as long as they're moving at the same rate and everything, then everything's fine. Right. But all of a sudden there's a problem. There's a storm. There's, you know, someone runs aground, like all of a sudden the whole chain gets knocked out and it's not so easy to get it re-going again. And that's where we are right now. Um, so this article, that I referenced, it said, this helps explain why Nike and other apparel brands struggle to stock retail outlets with their wares. It's one of the reason construction companies right now are having trouble purchasing paint and buying sealant. Yeah, it was a principal contributor to the tragic shortages of personal protective equipment early in the pandemic, which left frontline medical workers without adequate gear. Just in time, they say, was a revolution in the business world. And it was a good thing at the time because by keeping inventories thin, major retailers can use more of their space to display a wider array of goods, right? Because they're not stockpiling, you know, a whole bunch of three things so they can instead show you a little bit of nine things and maybe, you know, talk you into buying one of those things, right? Um, It also allowed manufacturers to customize their wares and lean production has significantly cut costs while allowing companies to quickly pivot, right? Because they don't have a whole lot of a stockpile of something. They can pivot quickly and come up with a new product that you might want to buy, right? So as long, again, as you've got an energized economy that's working, this just-in-time thing is really terrific for everybody, right? But you come to a situation like COVID, you can't find enough hand sanitizer, or I couldn't find vanilla Coke or grape nut cereal all but disappeared from American store shelves for a couple months. So those are the things that you think, how can that happen? Like I've always been able to buy grape nuts. They've been on that shelf at giant Eagle the whole time. And now I can't get it. Or like I'm planning a, a renovation project at my house and I go to Sherwin-Williams to see, and I, it's the same in any paint store. I'm going to go in and they said, you know what? We, we can't give you any of those. We can't sell you the quartz anymore because there's too much of a shortage of paint. You think, how did that happen? Okay. So I mean, I get this and I see it, you know, certainly in situations where you're building or whatnot, but to be honest, I mean, I myself have not been personally affected by some sh- sort of shortage. I really, I really haven't. And I, and I kind of think, well, maybe we're asking. You haven't noticed anything. No, I haven't. And I think, really like nothing that you regularly buy that you haven't been able to find. No, no. Like, and I think, well, maybe you know, we as a society are, you know, we're so spoiled. We're maybe we're well, asking, we're asking too much of things. We want everything now, and of course, then you know, there's something we don't see, and we go, oh no, the chicken little, the sky is falling. Right. I don't know. Well, I think that's absolutely true. I mean, I think I can probably do pretty well without grape vanilla nuts. Coke. I mean, and grape nuts was a little harder, that to be honest. That was rough anyway. You. On a but, good day, grape nuts are rough. No, I, you get grape nuts accustomed to those things and you don't want to give them up. Some so you're right. So it's certainly a first world problem. But you add on the Suez Canal to that, to that backup, right? 
And you've got someone who has ordered a refrigerator or a stove and it was supposed to be delivered in six weeks and it's not going to be delivered for 26 weeks. Mm. I mean, that's really not an exaggeration. No, 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 it's not. Yeah. So it's just it's a different time. Anyway, the article really helped me to understand how things like natural disaster, things like um, companies buying their own stock, um, putting more money into, you know, ginning up their company rather than putting it into their own inventory. Those things are making a difference in our day to day living. Stop with the ginning up, my friends, please. Vanilla Coke is available. Let your fears cease. Podcast is up and running. John and Kathy Show.com. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow, Governor. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.